0: Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. This segment is all about choosing a credit counselor. Key questions that you want to ask. So if you're thinking about contacting or or getting some debt help uh, from a professional, we're going to talk about the main differences in debt services that you see advertised as well. We're going to learn some key questions to ask before choosing a credit counselor to work with. So Blair, can you explain some of the different debt help professionals offering services to people right across the country?
1: With pleasure. You know, there's a lot of really confusion that's out there. And it's really tough because when people are are facing a debt situation, they often feel overwhelmed trying to understand the resources they have, where they can go for qualified debt advice and solutions, you know, who to believe, you know, what seems to be good to be true, but Seems too good to be true, but actually is uh, what seems too good to be true and, and is actually a scam. So, there's a ton to consider when you're deciding who is best positioned to help you with your debt. Uh, and it's also on top of any other financial stress that you're coping with. So, it's usually the debt problem is not in isolation, it's probably because there's been an income interruption, maybe health or a job loss, uh, maybe there's a relationship breakdown, uh, maybe some other illnesses in the family. Uh, so, it can be really tough. There can be some hesitations about talking openly about your situation to somebody who's essentially a stranger. Um, So it's important to know the differences in debt services before you start to speak with someone who's offering credit counseling or debt settlement services. And there's also some key questions that you definitely should ask before you proceed with anything. Uh, There's a lot of different names for for the type of remedies that are out there, but there's three main types of professionals that offer to to help consumers in Canada. Um, The first is a licensed insolvency trustee, and that's ourselves at Sands and Associates. And we, are Canada's only federally regulated debt help professionals fully qualified and endorsed to provide debt advice and services to customers. Um, a licensed insolvency trustee is going to give you unbiased help in understanding and helping you weigh the pros and cons of a range of options to deal with your debt. And if you choose to go forward with a legal debt solution that's sanctioned again under Canadian law, it's you know guaranteed um, parameters, um, they're going to help you do that and manage all of your communications with your creditors on your behalf. Second type of a professional is a credit counselor. And you've probably seen a lot of advertisements out there. Um, In Canada, a credit counseling agency can be a private company or a not for profit organization, but it's important to know anybody can call themselves a credit counselor at any time. There's no specific training or education required to call yourself a credit counselor or to start performing these services. Uh, Typically what a credit counselor will do, and I don't want to tar everyone with the same brush, there are certainly reputable credit counselors that are out there and the most reputable ones that that what they will do is they'll work on informal plans. So, you know, outside of what the law provides, but informal plans where for a fee, they're going to try to help you manage your debts, give you some financial coaching, resources. resources around budgeting uh, and managing your money. So in some cases, if someone just has, you know, some minor budgeting help that they need, a credit counselor could be a good place to go picking a reputable, experienced agency. Uh, The third category of professionals, uh, I've called them just in general, debt consultants, but they often don't refer to themselves that way. There's many titles in Canada and they might work as part of individual agents or as part of a for-profit company. And again, they're not legally required to have any specific trainings or qualifications. Uh, there's two main services a debt consultant will offer to provide. Uh, one is to try to negotiate a lump sum settlement, you know, maybe pennies on the dollar for some debt that you've had been kicking around. And if you pay their fee and start to work with them to save that lump sum settlement, um, they promise that they're going to get you a good result, but there's really no way to hold them accountable after you've paid the fees. Uh, the second way a debt consultant often operates is they look a whole lot like a licensed insolvency trustee. And what they're advertising is a consumer proposal, but they're going to, charge you. Sometimes it's at $1,000 to $4,000 to eventually introduce you to a licensed insolvency trustee, who's the only person that can actually help you with your problem. And they just charge you money that you have no business, no right, no need to pay to them.
0: Wow, that's it. Now, have that has that uh, debt consultant uh, category been around for a while where they where they sort of mimic what a licensed insolvency trustee does, but then puts you on one?
1: It has. And unfortunately, it's growing because now there's just a lot more online advertising. As I go through my Facebook feed, I try not to do it because it just raises my blood pressure. When I see all of these advertisements about government sponsored programs, freeze the interest, pay back pennies on the dollar. And when you actually dig into it, what they are selling is a consumer proposal, but they can't file that proposal all they can do is, you know, explain everything to you, charge you a bunch of fees saying they're going to get you the best outcome possible um, and then work directly eventually with a licensed insolvency trustee that you could have met for free right from the start. Save that money, save that headache, the entire thing.
0: So uh, one more question before we sort of take a, just a, a break and, and let people how, know how to get a hold of you. What's the first question that you recommend people ask a debt help professional uh, when they get a chance to connect with someone?
1: I think the first training is what training or first question is what training or licensing do they actually have? Um, As a minimum, you should make sure they have a good standing with a legitimate provincial or national credit counseling association. Now, these are self-regulating bodies, not the same as the government regulating something, but at least it's something that's there. Uh, In the province of BC, you'd want to confirm that they are registered with Consumer Protection BC because any business based in BC that charges a fee to act for you or represent you to your creditors has to be licensed with Consumer Protection BC, um, other than licensed insolvency trustees who are licensed, again, by the federal government across Canada, which, which takes precedence there. Uh, but what's really important to know is a lot of credit counselors, they're just operating virtually these days. They might be based anywhere in Canada. And if they're not a BC based organization, you might have no recourse through Consumer Protection BC. Uh, you know, when they say that they're licensed, that just might mean that they have a business license, which anybody can get in about, you know, an hour just by applying through the city. Um, and even if they have a positive, better business bureau rating, that doesn't actually mean that you're dealing with a trained person. It just might mean that they're pretty good um, at getting people to, to leave them positive reviews Um, and you also need to understand that not-for-profit doesn't mean no cost there's going to be a cost to every debt plan that you do and you need to have eyes wide open about that and not-for-profit doesn't mean a government endorsement it just means it's it's a specific structure of a business nothing more than that.
0: Okay. So before we talk about the key questions to ask when it comes to the services or plans being proposed, I want to suggest that if, if you're sitting there going, okay, I think I need some help in one, maybe just even understanding this, uh, process and then getting, and getting some help in doing that. And the best number is 1-800-661-3030. And that's a number for Sands and Associates and they have offices all over British Columbia. Or if you'd like to check out their website, which is fabulous and filled with some great information good questions easy to understand answers sans trustee.com okay so let's say we found somebody they've said they're licensed or they've got training enough that you're convinced to go along with them what are the key things you should ask when it comes to what they're being offered or, or their services or what kind of plan they've got for you
1: Mm -hmm. I think one great question you should ask very early on is how will they be paid for their credit counseling or other services? So it should never cost you anything to discuss your debt options and have a consultation. But anything you go forward with, there typically will be some costs along the way. You want to be really clear about what your monthly payments are getting you, uh, what out of pocket costs you're going to be charged, whether you're expected to pay any upfront fees before anything is going to be done on your behalf. Uh, For some examples, with some credit counselors, you're expected to pay for monthly monitoring. There could be consulting fees and other levies in addition to what you're expected to repay on your debts. Uh, Even not-for-profit credit counselors charge administrative fees when you use their repayment program. So that's on top of what you're paying back to your creditors. What I think is so important for people to know as well is to understand, well, do you get any compensation from anywhere else? Um, And many not-for-profit credit counseling organizations, the bulk of their revenue, more than what's paid back by the individual is the creditors who they're collecting on behalf of giving them a commission. So when you think about the not-for-profit credit counselor who you think is completely on your side, well, who's paying their salary on a monthly basis? It can be as much as 20% of the debt that you are repaying to the credit counselor they get to keep as basically a kickback from the creditors that they're collecting on behalf of. So a lot of people are invisible to that sort of a dynamic. Uh, Ontario is the only province I know in Canada that has said if you get payments from creditors um, to collect on a debt you are a collection agency so they've required not-for-profit credit counseling agencies ones that are very active in bc in the province of ontario to actually register as collection agencies and i can imagine credit counselors would get a lot fewer calls if they were saying yes we're a not-for-profit credit counseling agency and collection agency because that's what we actually do so you really want to be clear what are you paying but also where is compensation coming from on any other side
0: I know at the end of the segment you 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 ask or or you give some great um, specific situations and needs so that you ask these questions and, and things to consider for yourself as well. Can we go through that list in the last uh, last couple of minutes that we've got? Because I think it's I think it's the really simple things that you can go. Okay, yes, yes, no, 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 no. Oh yikes! I better do something different at this point.
1: Oh, certainly. You know, you've got to keep your own specific situation and your needs in mind. So before you commit to anything, agree to it, sign any documents, you should ask yourself, am I going to be saving money once I add in the fees and the program costs? Is this going to be affordable to me or put me still in a tough situation? You want to be clear about which of my debts will this solution cover? Because if you're dealing with a licensed insolvency trustee, it's going to cover all your government debts, your non-government debts, unsecured debts, just about everything under the sun. If you're not dealing with the trustee, any debts you have to the government, you're going to have to pay those separately and the government can still take steps against you. Uh, You want to ask yourself, do I need or do I want protection from any of my creditors? Only a licensed insolvency trustee can stop somebody from suing you, um, can stop a lawsuit dead in its tracks if it's started, and can legally refrain anybody from calling you, harassing you, taking any action against you. So you want to understand, do you need that protection and are you going to get that if you're not working with a trustee? Uh, You want to understand what are your duties throughout the process? Is it just as simple as making a monthly payment? Are there some counseling? Are there things that you have to do to make sure that you're going to, you know, come out the other side as a better um, financial citizen going forward? Uh, And do you understand all the ins and outs, you know, all the details, where the compensation comes from? And then sometimes it's a bit of a gut check. You know, do you feel pressured? Do you feel sold? Is this something that you're completely comfortable with? Or do you feel that, man, this this guy or this person on the phone is really pushing me towards an out? outcome and is not that concerned about what's in my best interest, Uh, that's what we're so proud of at Sands & Associates is everyone that comes to see us, they're met with dignity, with empathy, with respect. Um, The same way we would treat a close member of our family facing a debt problem is the way we try to approach all of our interactions with each client.
0: And I just want to throw in again, a licensed insolvency trustee is federally regulated. So you have rules, rules and more rules mm-hmm. of how you have to go about uh, the business of helping somebody.
1: That's right. And there's a dispute resolution mechanism. All of those things that I said were absent with an informal credit counseling solution. They're built into working with a trustee
0: such an important piece of it for folks that are, because you really, you know, folks are, are super vulnerable when they're coming and asking for help with something. And and uh, so yeah, Sands & Associates is the way to go. I know that you know that. Uh, <laughs> and to get a hold of somebody, 1-800-661-3030 is the number to call or their website, sands-trustee.com. You're listening to Dollars & Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. We're talking about debt consolidation solutions. We're going to learn about those, what options and services are available and what to consider when you choose the best solution for yourself. Debt consolidation is a pretty broad term, covers all kinds of debt repayment strategies. And according to Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, he's going to detail the fact that consumers don't know what can cost them. And it's sometimes more than what you think. Blair's going to explain the differences in consolidation options that we should be aware of, as well as considerations in deciding on the path forward. So Blair, can you start by sharing some of the key basics around debt consolidation options that you think are the most important for us, just regular Joe Blow consumer that we should know about?
1: Oh, for sure, Elaine. You know, debt consolidation is almost always one of the first strategies people consider uh, when they think about starting to repay their debt and taking some action different than what they're already doing. Usually the goals of debt consolidation is to streamline your finances. So make it more simple, have just a single monthly payment to cover all of your debts instead of having to juggle different payments on different dates to different creditors and maybe missing one or something like that Things go off the rails. So the idea is it's going to be a whole lot more simple if you can consolidate and put all of your debt together uh, because, other goal of debt consolidation is to save you some money. So hopefully you're going to be able to consolidate at a lower interest rate than what you're being charged on your debt. So, you know, most traditionally people might have, you know, three different credit cards and they decide they're going to take out a consolidation loan from their bank. The credit cards might be at something like 20% interest and maybe the consolidation loan is around 12% interest. So they're going to save, you know, a bunch of money there. Uh, You know, another really good, good factor too, in considering debt consolidation is it gives you a plan for paying off your debt and as we talk about a lot on the show, if you're trapped in the minimum payment cycle, you've got credit card balances, you pay the minimums, they don't go down each month, uh, you could be paying for decades, even on small balances. So generally, when you consolidate your debt, you're doing it over a specified term, it's going to have an idea of bringing that debt eventually down to zero. Um a couple of things that people need to be really aware of is that there's more than one way to consolidate debt there's actually a number of different ways and you can consolidate debts without borrowing so when most people think about debt consolidation they think they have to go to the bank and get a loan the bank's going to pay off the other debts uh, and that's definitely Definitely one option, but there's other options such as home equity consolidation loans, um, balance transfers, um, along with the other basic consolidation loans. You know, those are different ways to borrow money. Um, but sometimes the obstacles of that um, is that the bank might require you to have a pretty strong credit score if they're going to agree to give you some consolidation financing. And sometimes that can be tough if you had to miss some payments or if all your balances are pretty high. Uh, And even more concerning to this, sometimes banks might say, oh yeah, we'll agree to do a consolidation loan, but we'd like to get a cosigner involved. So you get somebody, usually a friend or a family member to sign on for that new loan. And you've just taken whatever issues that you've had that were just solely on you shoulders and put them squarely on the shoulders of whoever else is going to co-sign that debt and generally when I sit down with folks that have co-signed debts, they never anticipate that they would be held responsible for an unpaid balance but that's exactly the case and I see this again and again. If folks go through, get a consolidation loan uh, with a co-signer, they're unable to pay that consolidation loan in the future and it's just that much more heartbreaking when they know them not paying that loan is going to put the co-signer into a tough, tough financial situation. Now now, the final point here of concern if you're looking to borrow to consolidate your debts is that it can be expensive. So even if you do save on the interest rate, uh, you know, you're still looking at paying back all the debt, 100% um, plus interest, and that can be something that's just not affordable. So you may not be able to get a very attractive rate if your credit isn't great or may not be able to be uh, approved at all. But even if you are approved, you've got to make sure it's something that fits into your budget and is not going to put you further in debt trying to pay off that consolidation each month.
0: So, uh, I like the fact that you talked about the whole co-signing thing because that's, that was new information when I first heard it from you. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's the last thing I want to do is bring somebody else and put that responsibility on them. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that again. Um, can you talk about more about the options for consolidating debt without borrowing and the specifics that people should consider when they start weighing their various options?
1: Definitely, Elaine. This is what I'm excited to to talk about because most people really understand, okay, debt consolidation, I'm getting a new debt to pay off the old debts. I get that. But a lot of folks are really shocked to learn that you can consolidate debt without having to borrow, without having to have a strong credit rating. There's two main ways you can do that in B.C. Uh, One is to work with a credit counselor. And the way a credit counselor would consolidate your debt is they will essentially go to each of the banks that you owe money to and say, we're going to get you, bank, we're going to get you back 100% of the debt, but you have to agree to stop the interest so you basically would get consolidation at a 0% interest rate, which, you know, can sound very attractive and can be better than, than borrowing in some cases. Um, but there can be some pitfalls as well. well. We'll talk about those as we compare the options. Uh, you know, the second option that a more and more people are choosing just about every month now in BC is consolidating using a consumer proposal. And, you know, similar to what I've mentioned with a credit counselling plan, you're not borrowing any money. You're putting all of your debt together. You're getting the same... Uh, interest-free so there's nothing additional that ever gets added to the debt but the huge massive difference with a consumer proposal is because it's administered through a licensed insolvency trustee and because a trustee has the backing of federal government legislation that's put out there to protect consumers, a consumer proposal can actually reduce the debt down to what you can really afford to repay. So quite often it's in the range of 20 cents on the dollar, 30 cents on the dollar. It could be higher or lower depending on situations, but it's pretty rare that a proposal has to be 100% repayment of the debt. Whereas a credit counseling plan, because there's no law, there's no legislation that gives any power to reduce debt, every credit counseling plan has to provide for 100% repayment of the debt. So you know that that's a big difference between the non-borrowing options is just how much you have to repay. You know another big difference between them is considering. Well, what debts are actually being consolidated and if you're dealing with an informal credit counseling plan uh, as I alluded to earlier they're great at working with the banks you know generally they'll be able to achieve you know with a couple different credit cards major Canadian banks will work with them but a credit counseling plan can't work at all for government debt so things like income taxes GST student loans uh, ICBC anything owing to government can never be consolidated in a credit counseling plan whereas quite the opposite a consumer proposal can deal with all of of those debts. So all amounts owing to government, just about anything under the sun can be consolidated and reduced if you were to file a consumer proposal.
0: So some big advantages there. So here's the deal, folks. If you already know that you want to take some action and really seriously look at debt consolidation and the best solution for you that fits your situation, your personal situation, give Sands & Associates that telephone call. It's 1-800-661-3030. Check out their website, sands-trustee.com, and you can make an appointment and and set up an appointment through there. Um, So... I know we, we sort of went over these, uh, quickly, the different option solutions, but I, it's very clear to me the pros and cons of the main consolidation options that we've covered. So if we were to boil them down a little bit, can we do that for the last, for a couple of minutes here, Blair?
1: Oh yeah, I think that's really useful. So let's say, you know, here's the solution, what it is, here's the pros and the cons. So the first one we talked about, uh, very simply a bank loan or a financed debt consolidation, what most people think about when you borrow to consolidate, it's where a lender pays off each of your debts and rolls the combined balance into a new financed agreement. You agree to repay 100% of the debt with interest, so that's what we're talking about. In terms of the pro, the ideal state is that the new interest rate is going to be lower than what you're currently charging, so maybe again the 12% uh, versus 20, but on the downside, as we talked about, it can be really different, difficult to qualify for these terms. The monthly payments might be high if your debts are, are rather high to begin with, and sometimes you'll be asked to get a cosign or to pledge some assets, which is never a good idea. So first option of bank finance debt consolidation has some upsides, but sometimes it can be pretty difficult to execute.
0: And the credit counselling debt management plans, again, uh, the pros of those it, and I think the other piece that I always like when you talk about is the connection, uh, that the, uh, credit counseling has with, um, the, the, uh, the person who's holding the debt often. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, essentially what you need to understand if you're dealing with a credit counselor is you're basically dealing with a collection agency, uh, and that's how credit counselors are licensed in several provinces across Canada, so even the not-for-profit credit counselors, they generally operate as collection agencies, and when you think about it, what they're trying to do is to get the bank back 100% of their debt, so generally that's what you'll have to pay if you do a, a Uh, credit counseling debt management plan. Um, You won't pay the interest, but you will pay some program charges on top of it, and those are completely unregulated. But also what can be the downside is you might be paying significantly more on those debts than you would reasonably have to if you were to choose a consumer proposal. You might have certain debts that just can't be included in a credit counseling debt management plan, like whether it's the government debts um, or, you know, different amounts to different individuals that just decide not to work with a credit counselor. Um, And because it's an informal plan, your creditors could decide, you know, to drop out at any point and decide they want to sue you for full payment. There's not a legally binding agreement. Um, and if you start to miss payments, there's nothing that protects you to say, hey, up to three missed payments, you're still okay. The whole deal can fall apart very quickly because again, it's just informal based on people taking your word that you're going to repay things back. Uh, that contrasts significantly with a consumer proposal, whereas as we've talked about, the Biggest, biggest advantage is it's going to be geared to your household, to your income, to what you can actually afford to repay back. So, oftentimes, the debts can be reduced by 50 to 80 percent. Um, all your interest charges are stopped in a consumer proposal. And a consumer proposal has the additional power that if you're being sued for your debts, if you're having collection calls, you know, morning, noon, or night, as soon as you file a consumer proposal, all that has to stop by law. Even if you're supposed to be in court, you know, the next day to have your wages taken, you filing a consumer proposal stops all that debt in its tracks. So it gives you that extra protection, that ceasefire that you might need so you can restructure your debts.
0: And in the last minute or so, Blair, it's really clear that... Um... Not all of these solutions and debt help professionals, their solutions are created equal for a consumer.
1: Well, that's absolutely right, Elaine, and that's why I'm so proud that we continue to do this show, because we're giving people the straight facts on what they need to know about it, what can be a very murky situation. So if you go to see a, a credit counsellor first, you might never be informed of a consumer proposal or it might be positioned in such a way that, well, you'd never want to do that, that's the same as a bankruptcy, which it absolutely is not, so you really do need to make sure you do your research, you know, trustees are independent, um, officers licensed by the federal government were supposed to be unbiased to give you all all of the information that you need and other financial professionals don't have those same requirements, that same code ethics standards of professional practice. So if you start with a trustee, a trustee can advise you, you know, hey, maybe borrowing debt consolidation is your best option given your situation or maybe credit counseling makes sense in this situation because it's pretty simple. It's a small amount of debt, but you'll get the straight goods by coming to a trustee first.
0: Yeah, get that debt-free plan that is really just right for you and designed just for you. Give Sands & Associates a call at 1-800-661-3030 or visit sands-trustee.com today to book your first free debt consultation with a BC Debt Help Expert. You're listening to Dollars & Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. Well, in this segment, it's going to be kind of fun because we're going to I don't know if it's about going back to basics, but we're going to find out who Sands & Associates is and how they help with debt. And since 1990, Sands & Associates has helped literally thousands of people across the province to get a financial fresh start and move forward with their lives debt-free. So we're going to talk to Blair Manton, who is a licensed insolvency trustee, and we're going to figure out and find out how working with a licensed insolvency trustee like Blair... To deal with your debt can help you get back on track so Blair can you just start by sharing a little bit about Sands & Associates and what you do what's your role?
1: Well well, certainly so Elaine thank you for for the opportunity so my role is I'm the president of Sands & Associates and I've been with the company now for 14 years um, and I'm just very proud of what we're able to do we're BC's largest firm of licensed insolvency trustees and we'll explain a little bit more about what that means for anyone that doesn't know And we focus focus exclusively on personal debt help and insolvency services. So we help people figure out a way forward when it can seem like all there is is darkness. They don't know what to do. They're getting hounded on all sides, maybe by collection agents, or they just feel hopeless, like they'll never get out of debt. Uh, we're proud that we have a network of local offices throughout the province. We can help anyone in BC from any community. And we've also been chosen as the consumer choice award winner for over a decade. Now for every year, they've been awarding, um, the best license insolvency trustee uh, in Vancouver and in BC, we've consistently won that award. So we're very thrilled about that. Um, our services are available seven days a week, whether it's on the phone, uh, by video conferencing, or in person at our local offices. And what really makes the difference is our incredible team. So we've got a team of dedicated professionals um, that are dedicated to helping people when they're struggling with debt to find a way to move forward, to begin to live their best life free from the stress of debt, uh, and to do it without judgment, because so much shame um, and you know, shame and anxiety uh, and just fear can happen when you're facing a debt problem. Uh, One of the main things we do as licensed insolvency trustees is we help people understand their situation and evaluate what are all the options. You know, what can you really do uh, when you're facing a debt problem? Because it's not easy to figure out. And you can bet that the people that are wanting to collect from you, they don't have a vested interest in having you fully aware of all of your rights and your remedies. So, you know, most people just really don't know the options that are out there. There's no cost to speak with a licensed insolvency trustee confidentially about your situation, any concerns that you're having, or any specific challenges, Uh, and in under an hour, you know, typically even within 30 minutes, we're able to help you compare all the different debt solutions you about the resources you can access and if you need our help then we'll start to work with you to really execute and put in place a debt-free plan that's going to be tailored to your specific needs Um, what that usually means in practice uh, is we offer two legally sanctioned remedies that are only available through a licensed insolvency trustee and these we talk about you know in really great depth on, on other segments on the show but we provide a consumer proposal option which allows you to consolidate or combine all of your debt together stop all of the interest. And then what's so powerful is reduce that debt down to what you can actually afford. And if the situation is so severe that even a partial repayment is not possible, well, then we can assist with a personal bankruptcy, uh, which is going to help you wipe the slate clean, start over again, and then rebuild your, your financial future from there.
0: The thing is, at this point, if you're listening and you're thinking, oh boy, that's what I need. I need to, I need to first step, just sit down with somebody and explain my situation and try to figure it out and then look at options if I need to, if I need to, to take some action here. This is the phone number for Sands and Associates. And again, all over British Columbia, 1-800-661-3030. That's their phone number and their website is www.sands-trustee.com. So Blair, what kind of situations um, have you found people in or, or do you sort of suggest that if you find yourself in one of these, this is the time to take some action with a licensed insolvency trustee?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the, bo- the bottom line is we help with debt. So if you're in a situation where you're concerned about your debts or it's just an outright problem, it's more than a concern. Now, you know, your wages are being seized or something extreme like that, uh, but it doesn't have to be that extreme. What we've learned over time is if you think you have a debt problem, you probably do. And there are certain warning signs. You might recognize that you're heading into some financial difficulties if you're experiencing any or maybe a couple of the following. Um, you know, the top one here and one that we get a ton these days is you're making payments. On your debts, but you're not making progress. So, all these minimum payments every month, 90 95% of your money is going to interest, and you're back where you started. And you know that's all you can pay. So, you're just feeling hopeless about getting out of debt in the future. Uh, between your cost of living and your debt payments, you never seem to have any money for savings. And that's an incredible risky proposition because if your income is ever interrupted without any savings, you're going to have to rely on credit. And that can make, you know, a somewhat manageable debt problem very unmanageable quite quickly. Uh, If you're continually needing to use credit or even borrow from family or friends to make it to your next payday, you know, that's a good indication. Okay, maybe there's some problem with your overall financial situation. Uh, One big indicator and something just in the last five years that has exploded is if you're using payday loans or other fast cash loans. And these are the types of loans where, you know, a typical credit card might be 20 to 30 percent interest, which is exceptionally high. Um, These ones are 40 plus percent interest, sometimes up to 50 and if you actually look at a payday loan and you put in all the charges, all the account fees and things like that, you can be up to 500% interest on some of these really high cost financing. So if you're having to resort to what we call the lender of last resort, um, you know, that can be a big warning sign as well. Uh, and then finally, and this is sometimes people think, well, I'm only going to reach out to a trustee if... a creditor or a collection agency has been really pressuring you for payments or threatened you with court actions or seizing your wages. And yes, we certainly have people in those situations. I had a client last week uh, who owed just $5,000 to a, to a major lender and they had been sued and their wages were being seized. And a trustee is the person that can bring all of that to a close, stop it dead in its tracks.
0: Really important information. Um, we're just, i w I'd like to just sort of move a little bit ahead because um you mentioned it in the very beginning about the, the feelings that people have around debt and hesitant to ask questions or seek help or talk to anyone about it. And I just think these are such, such good ideas to keep in the back of someone's mind. What would you say to anyone out there who's struggling with debt, but like I mentioned, hesitating to reach out and speak with a, a licensed insolvency trustee?
1: Yeah. You know, we know many people really delay seeking support. It's only about 5% of people actually reach out for help at the first sign of a financial problem, which means, you know, the inverse, well, 95% of people are suffering and sometimes just feeling ashamed like they're the only person in that situation. But the truth is that money and debt problems, they can happen to anyone at any time. And it can be despite doing all of the right things. So as debt help professionals, we know we have a unique privilege of creating a safe space for people to talk about their financial challenges and goals. But what's even greater than that is we can help them solve those issues. So if you're struggling with debt, know that you're not alone. We're here to help you. And the way we can help you in detail is we're going to help you understand your rights and your remedies when it comes to debt. Help you understand are all these threats real or are they smoke and mirrors? You know, what do you really need to be concerned about? Sometimes it's a 10 year old debt. And when we explain, well, there's a statute of limitations for two years here. So this collection agent is just rattling your cage, but you actually don't need to pay much attention to them. Uh, We're going to help you understand what are your debt options and help you choose a solution that fits your situation the best. There's no one size fits all solution, but there are some really great remedies that can be can be uh, tailored to just about any family and debt situation. And then what's really empowering is we want to help you take back control and move forward from a position of strength. You're not a bad person just because you got into debt. And a lot of clients that I meet with, I struggle to see anything that they could have done differently. So people that are really being hit by the COVID-19 pandemic um, and had an interruption in income. And now a couple of years later, um, you know, they're being asked to repay pandemic benefits. You know, they probably didn't do anything wrong. Someone that has a sick child for example, what could they have done differently? And it can be a huge financial impact trying to put their family's needs first. So we really try to help people understand it's debt help without judgment, with empathy. And we've been doing it for 34 years now. We're so proud of the lives that we can help change.
0: And I know that you talk to all of your clients every year to get a good sense of where they are. And I know you've got like the top three things that people say, we wish we had after do, after being in this situation.
1: Yeah, really quickly, they say they would have taken action sooner if they knew about their options. So anyone listening today, you know, you know, you have options that are out there and you should investigate them. Um, They know they're now in a better position to consider moving forward with financial goals like funding retirement and buying a home because they got help and they now feel optimistic about their financial situation and their future.
0: You're listening to Dollars and Cents and you're listening to Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, their prime goal, helping you get out of debt. So this segment is how to help family or friends who face a debt problem. And my bet is that we all have at least one person or maybe two in our life where financial stuff is a struggle right now. So if someone you know is experiencing a problem with debt, there are some ways that you can help them move forward. And Blair's going to give some guidance on what you can do to support a friend, a loved one through these challenges and what you should avoid. Um, so Blair, let's start off. Would you say it's pretty common that people reach out to a a licensed insolvency trustee for guidance to support someone who who's dealing with a debt problem? My guess is maybe, maybe not like you're sort of, we sort of leave it up to the person to do that. Or what do you think?
1: in the majority of cases, the person with the direct problem that's reaching out, but it's certainly just myself. It's at least a few consultations a week for me. And sometimes it's just a quick phone call with individuals. You know, there's someone in my life that I'm cared, that I care about. Uh, and I just want to try to give them some good information to, to move beyond it. So it's a service that we provide and we're happy to do that, you know, nice. quite often. And it's lovely to know,
0: mm-hmm. and it's lovely to know that people are reaching out and asking, mm-hmm. I need, I want to help this person. How do I do it? Because boy, oh boy, there's some things to avoid. And that's what I know you're going to talk about so sorry for interrupting you no no n- not at all and
1: yeah it, it just shows that you care about the person enough um you know to try to get them the right resources knowing that unless you're a licensed insolvency trustee yourself you probably don't know the the complete lay of the land and how it all works but you've got the access to resources that will help you get there so in yeah. terms of the, the type of people that tend to reach out on behalf of others we often have parents calling for their adult children or children calling about aging parents or other relatives. Uh, We often have one spouse calling about the other, sometimes without that person's knowledge at all, sometimes with the person's knowledge, but they just still feel too ashamed. They wanna have someone else have that initial consultation. um, And really what they're trying to figure out is, am I going to feel ashamed about this? Am I going to be talked down to? Am I going to feel judged? So we can give some of that reassurance that we're real people just like you and we're just here to help you out of a tough situation. Um, You know, sometimes they can get that much more comfort to encourage the person to come forward and seek help. Uh, Sometimes it's close friends and even bosses concerned about an employee. There's a number uh, of bosses that I've spoken to over the years that, you know, care deeply about the person that's working with them. They can see the impact on them. And perhaps they've just been made aware by their payroll department that now this person has been sued for a debt. And, you know, literally 30% of that person's hard-earned money, every paycheck is now going to pay off a debt. uh, And they're just concerned on how that person is going to live. So often the person in the eye of the storm with the debt problem, they're overwhelmed and they're stressed. They're not able to reach out by themselves. They're just embarrassed or ashamed. Uh, And people can be very hard on themselves. They internalize a lot of self-blame when it comes to a debt problem. But the reality is, and I've learned this deeply over the last 14 years of being a trustee, is that money problems can happen to anyone at any time. And sometimes it's despite doing all of the right things. Uh, The latest surveys from our regulator, the superintendent of bankruptcy, said the top five reasons for financial difficulty reported were a loss of income, medical reasons, the COVID-19 pandemic, a relationship breakdown, or finally, the financial support of others. So for each of those cases, I really struggle to say, well, you know, what could you have done differently to help yourself? Um, But it can be really difficult to help people get out of that cycle of self-blame and judgment. But that can be one of the first things that's going to help somebody move forward um, is to really just accept they are where they are. And it's all about what you do in the future, not about making you feel ashamed about the past.
0: Yeah, that's excellent because, boy, every one of those reasons all center around the pandemic alone. Like each of those mm-hmm. pe- each of those reasons could have been uh, the pandemic has been the cause, and boy, oh boy, we had absolutely no. <laughs> no uh, pre-knowledge or help mm-hmm. or knew what control. to do, right? Yep. Everybody, exactly. yeah, everybody yep. yeah, no control. Everybody was struggling. So if you already know that you, you are fallen to the situation and you want to take some action, one 800 is the phone number. And just to even sit down and talk with somebody and, and see if they can help you address the debt problem and see your best options forward. Blair, can you share some thoughts about how someone might start that conversation about debt and what are some helpful ways to start addressing the debt problem?
1: Mm-hmm. A couple things you could consider is you could start by sharing a bit of your personal experience where you've struggled financially in the past. It's just about anybody has had a point in their life where they felt, you know, a little bit anxious or maybe weren't sure about what to do. Um, and the person that you're trying to support, they might have no idea that other people have struggled similarly to that. So showing a little bit of vulnerability yourself um, can be really helpful. Uh, Sometimes you can be a little bit more indirect and just talk about a financial literacy concept that you've recently learned or something that you're trying to improve on yourself. You might say, hey, I just discovered the other day that in the fine print on my credit card statement, it tells me how many years or decades I'm going to be in debt if I only make the minimum payments. I thought minimum payments get you out of debt. It looks like they're designed to trap you in debt. Have you seen your statements? You know, it could be Mm -hmm. something along those lines. Uh, Sometimes just asking kindly about how someone is managing financially following a life event or or unexpected challenging circumstances. Um, so, you know, the sad situation of, say, a death of a spouse, you know, obviously that can be so difficult in so many ways, but there's obviously a financial impact there. You need to be sensitive, uh, but just not asking about it at all. Um, is that really caring about the entire person or is that just, you know, trying to avoid what could in, in some people's minds, be an uncomfortable conversation, but maybe the one that's more necessary and will help the person move forward? Uh, and just letting them know that you're here to listen. You know, you can never force somebody to go forward and get help. They need to want to do that on their own. Um, We need to know that finances can have very deep emotional ties and that many people struggle for years before they finally are ready to open up and seek some help with their money problems. You know, feelings like shame, guilt, anger and resentment, those are really common. And the worst thing you can do is to express any type of judgment. That's not going to help. One of the best things that we do at Sands and Associates is, you know, we're humans we will react to a situation if something is bad, but we're not going to react with any sort of judgment. It's not going to help anybody who already feels like they've made mistakes to say, well, that was a pretty dumb thing. What were you thinking when you did that? Um, that's, the, you know, how not to get somebody to tell you a little bit more about their situation. So they're not easy conversations to begin. In, but in, uh, encouraging that really open communication about finances in general, um, that's just the first step in making sure someone that you really care about is going to get the support and the access of the help or services that they need.
0: I'd, I'd like you to, just in the last few minutes we've got here, um, you've already talked about you want to avoid judging or blaming or shaming that person in any way, shape or form. But there's some very good things not to do, like mm-hmm. that are physical things, like we've talked about co-signing for uh, giving somebody some assistance.
1: Yeah, for sure. So a a couple of things, you know, one thing that you can do and be comfortable about, you can help them get organized. So sometimes there's just so much going on, you know, even sitting there, okay, I've got the pad and paper, you tell me where the money goes each month, you know, that can be a really good first step, you know, it's very innocuous and just there to support. But a couple of things you absolutely don't want to do, as you alluded to Elaine, uh, do not co-sign a debt for somebody else. You'll each be 100% responsible for repaying that balance. And then if the person needs our help to restructure their debt, they're going to be reluctant to take the best option for them because they know they're going to be hurting that person that came forward to co-sign so please do not co-sign reach out for help before you ever consider doing that Uh, be careful for yourself too don't use your credit to financially support somebody else you know it's the whole put on your oxygen mask before you help somebody else you have to make sure that you're not going to be putting yourself in a tough financial situation Uh, and don't cash in your assets or use your own credit um, to pay to pay the person's debt down and don't encourage them to cash in assets either because you might not be aware of what's actually protected the number of folks that still compromise their rrsps you know take money out of their retirement to pay debt because they just don't know it's fully protected Uh, you know it just it just makes me sad as a professional so you know you want to preserve your own financial standing but you also want to make sure you're encouraging the person to get help from a professional who's going to tell them what they should and shouldn't do to move forward
0: if you want to check out Sands & Associates' website. It's just filled with great questions and very easy to understand answers for very complex things at sands-trustee.com, or you can give them a call at 1-800-661-3030. You've been listening to Dollars & Cents. See you next time.